So we live. Well, good morning and welcome to the Football Fan Show. Where we today we've only got two very unreasonable fans, uh, both supporting a red team, but both wearing black today for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we would. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. Here's a funny thing. Obviously, you can see I'm not at home. Uh, and I was just saying to the front, I didn't. I know. I normally pack in a Liverpool jersey, but of course, I'm doing a, a gig later. I didn't get the chance to uh, pack in the jersey, and I'm looking to my bag, and I'm like, "Shucks." Anyway, yeah. I'll wait. I'll, I'll just wear a black t-shirt. Where are you, Peggy? Where, where are you today? I'm here with my, my in-laws. So when you see this shirt, I'm I'm here. I'm here with the in-laws. So, so we don't miss the Liverpool side in the background. Yeah, it seems strange not to have the Liverpool side in the background. So I'm a funny low as a Chelsea supporter, so uh, I don't know if that could have gone down too well. So yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, after a very exciting week uh, and midweek of football for the teams that did play. As I say, for uh, you, my team hasn't played for a long time. I'm still waiting for a game. You're still waiting. I think that's the most disappointing thing uh, from, a, from a fan because you look so forward to this time of the year because you are jam-packed with football uh, and you get to uh, see Vakan Clinton. And then all of a sudden now from loads of football, then you see the game. I mean, look at the Leicester Spurs game. It was cancelled literally last minute. And then yeah. no ball, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's going to put huge stress on the teams that are not playing during this, this, this peak period because they're going to have to fill in, the, uh, fill in those games. And besides, the pressure becomes a bit more because those are the teams that they're playing inevitably are the teams that are, are fighting relegation that need the points so your big teams that's the time where they go literally balls to the wall and you where you maybe had a comfortable win come December you find that you can pick up a draw or even possibly lose to these to these so-called smaller teams so I think that's it's going to be interesting uh, so so can I ask you a personal question you don't, you don't have to answer it you can answer you can answer yeah. it but maybe just dig into to ball but this thing is coming down to the pandemic and what's happening and, and and vaccinations so a lot of the issue is around players who are unvaccinated because what it means is when a team has a couple of positive cases and a player has been in close contact if they are vaccinated they do a test if it comes back negative they can go and train if they are unvaccinated doesn't matter what the result comes back they need to go and isolate so because they got to go and isolate at the back of that that's why the numbers are drawing slow and these games getting postponed because that's really the issue with the unvaccinated players. So so where do you stand on it? I know I know Klopp came out quite strongly. Liverpool are 100% vaccinated. He's he's said to all Liverpool supporters, you know, follow the science, follow your doctor's advice, don't listen to misinformation, follow what the experts say and get vaccinated. What's your view? So my view on it is is quite clear. I think you know, the more everybody comes on board uh, and everybody gets vaccinated, I think it just plays a better uh, a better uh, role or a chance that you know for the prevention. You know what I'm saying? So it's like wearing the mask when you're going out in public. Make sure that you're doing the necessary and sanitizing. And um, now you 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 take into that point now is that you're just not just you but you're now taking a risk and you're actually putting other people at jeopardy and i think that's yeah. the thing that kind of 
and I, I'm happy that like you know obviously all those are vaccinated so it, it gives the team almost but also gives you a better sense of mind that you know we know that hey Vance is vaccinated Craig's vaccinated it's, it's cool you know that you, you, you've taken the necessary precautions and you fe- automatically feel a bit safer yeah. um, and, and, and look it's happened you know you know the throw the lights are all vaccinated but you know you know like that's dead against it and there's a lot of people that i'm still talking to besides like work people that are like anti anti-vax um i've yeah. got people especially the older generation that is like i'm not taking this thing this thing is a hoax whatever the case may be and i believe it it's you know then you get the, the religious uh, beliefs yeah. over and above I mean, it's like taking it, the flu shot it is. I mean, it is, it is a touchy subject because people have their beliefs. It is, yeah. People have the right to to a choice. I, I'm and you got to respect it at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm always coming from the angle, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not pro-vax in terms of selling the message and telling people to get vaccinated. You make your own choice. Yeah. But I, I do probably sing the same tune as Klopp to say, if you're going to make your own choice, make sure you listen to the experts. Don't, don't look at a Facebook post. And then say, hey, 100%. This, this or WhatsApp forwarded message because we've had so many miscommunications with regards to it because we don't know where the source of these things are. And yeah, it exactly. gets everybody hyped up, it gets everybody uh, in, in a, a, a literally a frenzy. And it becomes quite a thing because you end up, you know, doing things that you don't really want to do or putting pressure. And like, I personally, I, I asked you, I can, like I said to you, uh, I had a kick that was. That was now just recently postponed. Uh, I was doing on Monday. I had yeah. to produce my vaccination certificate in order for me to be a valid service provider. Yeah. So if I wasn't, if they wouldn't even consider me to be to be the DJ on the night. So those are just some of the things or the cautions that we that some people are taking. Or, or so. And you yeah. can understand why the caution is there. Like you're saying, it's about keeping other people safe and and, and the like. So, what do you think the league should do? So do you think the league need to take action in terms of having a stance on vaccination or do they keep it with the players? Because the longer we're in this situation where the government rules are such that if you are unvaccinated, you've got to quarantine, that's the rules for everybody. And the more players that are in that category, the more we're going to have games getting postponed and pushed back. So, So what do you think the league should do? I honestly think they should go that route. The same thing is like if you come into the stadium, if you you should be able to reduce your vaccination card or certificate or vaccination passport as they have it in the UK uh, yeah. to allow you in the stadium. Um, no vaccination. A lot of places are, are going that route now at the moment. And like yeah. I'm saying, it gives you a, a better sense of, especially imagine you possibly in a, in a setting like a full stadium you know, 60, 70, uh, thousand people. Uh, can you imagine that each of us in that one, in that one area? So, and then they go home to families. So it automatically it's multiplying by three, four, five, six, whatever the case may be. And you know, the living conditions in the UK, everybody's on top of, of, of each other. Yeah. So personally, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And I think the, the league should take the stance. I know that the guys put up, I saw a bit of a, a chat last night with where the question comes in and i like to i'm quite quite interested and i thought we were going to talk on on the show today about it is that if you don't currently schedule in that time period does now be if your team hasn't taken the necessary precautions do you automatically forfeit 
uh, the points. And like we're saying, it was an interesting point. I think Ryan brought it up. Is that what happened to a team like Norwich, who's now up a team like Chelsea, Spurs, and 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 and, and United, and yeah. we for just being realistic, uh, they would have caught Puck all, from all three sides. Now could possibly walk away with nine points from yeah. those three uh, teams, and in a team like Burnley could go down because they got nine points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so very much a question. Ryan put an interesting pose just for everyone who's listening. So, the NFL are going to take a road to where they've had this mandate for players, and if a team has to forfeit a game or a team has to postpone a game because they've had an outbreak and they've got unvaccinated players within that outbreak, then they'll be forced to forfeit the game. And the question was, should we do the same for the Premier League? So the problem with the Premier League is that it's not a closed league at the NFL. So you've got teams like Craig is talking about Norwich who depend on these games, so they can't have forfeits. If you've got a a relegation um, contender with you or someone you're fighting with, and all of a sudden they get six points because two teams forfeited, and you haven't got those six points, then, then the competition is rigged. It's 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 unjust. The integrity is gone, and then we're looking at null and void. So they can't do that. So they've got to make sure whatever it is we do do coming up in the next month or two that is sustainable and keeps the integrity of the competition. So I suspect what it may mean is that they they go back to having bubbles um, where players have to have small social circles. I think that makes sense. I think more so if you're unvaccinated. So imagine you are unvaccinated now and you're going to parties and you're going to restaurants and you, you're putting not only um, you know people's health at risk, you're putting the club at risk and the league at risk in terms of postponing games because you may be the cause of all those games getting stopped. So they got to really put a, a, a lockdown on that and make sure Okay, if you want to be unvaccinated, that's your choice. But that means your social bubble has got to be extremely tight. And you're going to be getting tested all the time to make sure that that has to, that has to be the case. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually at the point where if the postponements keep happening, we won't be able to fit the, fit, fit the games in. And then the season will be at risk altogether because you've got to welcome. Yeah. Well, that's actually a very interesting question now that you put up here from Clinton. Uh, why do you think the players have not all bought into the need to be vaccinated? And I would think that it would be kind of mandated that in order if you want to play in the EPL, you have to be vaccinated. And for me, I think, you know, it should be a mandatory thing in order because imagine like on a field, you've got 22 players uh, that are running around on open field obviously no no protection and pretty much in contact with one another you know oh, uh, so or clear. do you say okay that is so all clear right? so, so and imagine I, I think, imagine yeah you think so, so the number that are vaccinated and, and, and the hesitancy um, to Clinton's point is actually more to do with the the country that they're playing in so the the Premier League vaccination rates are about 68%. And that's pretty much mirror, mirror, mirroring okay. the, the country. And so, so, so the league of the country got the same, 68%. You compare that then to Syria, I think it's 98%. La Liga, 97%. Uh, I think um, 
the French League, I think it's about 96 or 97%. So they had a massive uptake because they've mandated it. So I think it's it's like that. And our Clinton has um, has asked about Kunaguero, and I think there was an article about whether him being vaxxed was the reason for his heart condition. Um, I don't think they've actually confirmed it. So I, I don't want to be sending misinformation out here. So yeah. I, I can't say for sure that that was the case, that it, that it definitely was um, his vaccination that caused his heart condition. Um, I have spoken to a doctor who has talked about with younger people, the risk of some of the um, arteries increasing to the heart, um, but, but it poses no risk. And it, and, that, and it fixes itself up. Um, but without knowing too much about exactly the medical advice that, that Kuhn has got and what the outcome was and what his, his, his medical history has been in the past or whatever the case may be, I don't think we can comment on that. I mean, we can all make our assumptions, but I think this is where that misinformation is, is, uh, is dangerous, very dangerous, particularly uh, talking about uh, the uh, Exactly. I mean, we all know, we've always said he is one of those high-profile uh, profile players and obviously one of the best in the league. Uh, and to see, and we can only assume or make yeah. assumptions that this is the reason. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he I'm, hasn't come out to, and he hasn't publicly said that. So the, the, this, is 100%. All, this is all coming yes, from something. So, 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 exactly. so if, if we're talking about Aguero coming out and saying, I've had to retire because I've got a heart problem that was caused, from me having a vaccination, then we can have this discussion 100%. And then we can talk about, rightfully, there's probably something that's getting the rest of the players and pushing them back. Mm. But we can't make that comment. We can't talk about like, I mean, we can talk about it, but I think it's dangerous to talk about it. Yeah, I know. I think we'll, we're just setting ourselves up for failure in all, in all honesty. We can, we can give our opinion on it, um, yeah. but, you know, unless we know actual facts, and uh, I think until then, then we can really comment on, uh, properly on that. Um, but you know, I've had or I've spoken to people that has been so-called normal uh, and have taken it. And I've had I've had guys that have basically come and said, hey, check out, this is the story. Um, you know, uh, they've been okay or they know somebody that has taken it and then literally yeah. passed on three or three or three days later or four days later. And you know they're saying that the reason why they passed because they took the vaccine. Uh, and like you're saying, we don't know the underlying conditions of what of what's happening. Um, yeah, but I think um, so, Clinton's point here about why is there silence around it, right? And I think that is a good point. I think in order for there not to be misinformation, we need to ensure that we've got public information and, and, and transparency and disclosure. So we need to get information about what are, are, are some of the side effects that are affecting footballers yeah. and, and, and what, what, what is the extent of that? How many footballers have had that? So, I'm, yeah. so we're talking about Aguero as a potential, but then who else fits in that bracket? I know Lindelof had a scare with, with chest pains. A couple Lind- days ago. We don't even know if he's there's someone, uh, Yeah, I'm starting there's oh, also someone else that had this. Yes, Ericsson, uh, that was uh, one of the but major... That, but that wasn't nothing to do with, with his vaccination status. That was... That was but it, um, and also extreme and also extreme conditions, remember, from what yeah. he was used to playing in to going to playing uh, in extreme heat. 
so some people don't adapt to that very very well um yeah. you know and, and obviously it can look i i had a, i lost a, a very good friend from that playing yeah. football we we thought us you know we laughed in jokes and said he was unfit and we had a whole thing and then eventually that day and he was battling and then to find out later he, he went to the doctor to find that he actually had a he actually had a heart attack while he was on the field uh, and then passed away two months later, bro, at a tender age of 30, 34, 35. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and for that, that, that's why they've got defibrillators on the pitch because they know yeah. um, what risk it poses. And it does happen in terms of heart attacks. So I'm not sure that they've all been linked. So I know Clinton put a lot of names in there. Um, how many of, yeah. their, of these names have there been a direct link with COVID? Like, you know, there's been, you know, in in a year before, if there's a player has been sick or anything's happened to them, you know, there's been no linkage in terms of what what has caused it. So you need to just make sure that whatever whatever names you're putting there, it's publicly disclosed information about what's caused it. Yeah. And and the players um, are in the position where they should be the ones that are disclosing this information to say, I've taken the vaccine, it's safe or it's unsafe. And I don't and I don't yeah. and I think um, the we're talking about a, a minute um, number of, of, of side effects in terms of the amount of players that have been yeah. vaccinated. But look, like I said, this, this you, is always... Have you, have you had any side effects uh, from, from the vaccination? No, I'm, I'm strong like a horse. Um, I, I've got no no side effects from... Um, and, you, and you took the Pfizer? I've taken Pfizer. Um, I, I don't know anybody who has had side effects. Um, Australia almost 90%, that's 90, 90% vaccinated. Um, my son is about to get vaccinated as well. He's, he's 12 years old um, and very little. So, so it's been mandated for my work as well. Not just my work, a lot of industries. It's mandated yeah. to, um, in terms of if you work in a retail store, if you work in a grocery store, if you work in the shoe store, whatever store you work in, you need to be vaccinated. Um, you know, across the board, across across the industry, there's there's across all industries, there's been a mandate in terms of getting vaccinations up. So that's the approach the Australian government's taken, and seems to be working because we're living quite a a good open life. And um, and I say that as a vaccinated person, and and it may not be the case for an unvaccinated person because unvaccinated person up until this week wasn't allowed to go to certain shops if they weren't vaccinated. They're not allowed to go into some restaurants. They're not allowed to go into some hotels. Not allowed to go to some venues. They're not allowed to go to some schools or functions or weddings or funerals or church, depending on the vaccination status. So, um, so for me, it's easy to say I'm living quite a free and happy life. But a lot of people can be saying different a different thing. Yeah. Oh, um, it, it's true. As exactly, I think you're on point too with regards to that. And the reason I'm asking if there was any side effects because I know this, and like I said, it acts differently on different people. Uh, and the most that I had with, with both shots is that I put up a sore arm the next day. Um, yeah. And that was it. Um, but no, no, what's happening? Mean, I've had people who said that, who's taken out of the Johnson & Johnson, who were sick for the next two or three days. They were like, literally, they felt they were going to die. Um, you know, and a lot of people that took Johnson and Johnson, etc. It's like one shot. Let's get this thing over and done with, and they were happy with it. Um, yeah. So, and, and I know a lot of them had a lot of side effects after that, uh, but not yeah. necessarily negative. Just 
it's you know the ones that you'd expect uh, that whole sick feeling or flu-like symptom shortness. Yeah, and, I, I mean we, we we are going off topic and we don't want to make it. You know, uh, uh, Matt used to have yeah. a which Matt was very good at it, and I think we're coming yeah. into his yeah, and we don't want to stick on. Uh, Clinton's toes. I think you're making some good points, Clinton. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying saying you're right. Uh, the only thing I've always said about the vaccine is making sure everybody, you know, yeah, educates themselves, gets the right information, and they can make the right choice from there. Um, you know, we talked about hesitancy. I think South Africa's uh, yeah, um, vaccination rate is quite low, but in comparison to yeah. the first world countries, it's extremely high. Yeah. So a lot, like I say, so we we close to ninety percent. So um, the UK is is sixty eight to seventy percent, and they're gonna and they're gonna push that to get up high as well. So um, bringing it back to the ball, we do have a, a few games that may get played. Um, should there <laughs> be no further breakout, and I think um, yeah. one of the biggest ones on the weekend is gonna be Spurs and and Liverpool. So you know, what's your thoughts, Craig? Liverpool and Spurs. Uh, well. Um, I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping the game actually goes uh, or it actually happens tomorrow. Uh, it's the last game of, of of the weekend, so to speak. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting one because now Spurs hasn't played what two, two or three games now. The last game they, they played was on the 6th of December, so they've they've had a 12-day break since their previous game. Yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting, and there's one or two things that could happen. Um, they could come flying out of uh, and, and and come and really bring the game to us, and obviously cause us a bit of bit of a problem, since we've yeah. only just played Thursday nights, and um, um, you know, and then really bring it to us, and because they'll have let's call it fresh legs, because they haven't played in such a, a long time, or it could be one of those games like when morning to you, Penny, where they. You know, like we haven't played for a while. Uh, they could be just, but just orientated and just look like like I hate the international breaks. I always feel we come back worse. Uh, we just we on a good momentum. We come back yeah. and it's like I always forgot how to play with each other because now they're playing with their their, their fellow countrymen. They forgot yeah. the style of football that we're playing. So I always feel there's a bit of this. Yeah, I, I feel there's a bit of disorientation when they come back. So I'm I'm hoping that well. The way we're playing at the moment, we're playing confidently. As much as Newcastle, um, you know, scored first, and and if you watch the game on Thursday night, uh, you'll see that Thiago gave the ball away initially to cause the break, and then he yeah. gifted Shelby. He literally, I don't know why he was stitching to do, and he, he basically gave the ball to team and said, "Look here, there's a free shot outside uh, outside the box." Took it very well and put the ball in the back, and then they had it one chance, and thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Clinton's right. There was a, a break for City last year, but I think it's just a little bit different. You, you don't know how COVID has affected some of the Spurs players. So, if we are yeah. led to believe up to 15 of them had COVID or, or higher, um, I'm glad yeah. When Pogba had COVID at the beginning of the season, he said it took him so much longer to get up to speed. Kevin De Bruyne had COVID, and he still says he doesn't feel like he's, he's not 100. percent He's not 100 because he feels like off. He's made one or two sprints. Feels like he's got COVID again because he can't breathe properly. So 
um, yeah. you know, how does that affect some of the Spurs players? So, you know, as much as they had some time off, it really depends who, who was infected, who wasn't infected, who contact could keep working with. If he still had his core of who he wants to be playing, that he could be training with, then I think Spurs would be good. I think they can spring from it. But if you had your spine out, Sorry. then I, I think they'll, I think they'll struggle. Yeah. I think I'll struggle. Yeah. So it's, it's really one we, we're not going to know until we start seeing who, who comes on the pitch, who plays, what the, what the lineup looks like. I think it may be interesting um, in terms of what what's Spurs um, field. Um, last time yeah. he spoke, he's talking about Spurs not being at a, at a highest level, and 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 he's shocked to that. So only a couple of weeks until he can dip into the transfer market, and he will. And maybe having a few games up his sleeve is good for Spurs because it means that they're going to have a stronger team when they're going to play these extra games and means that top four battle becomes even tighter. So, yeah. you know, that it's, 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 it's a tight one. You know, you got you got Arsenal sitting in fourth. It's easy to get in fourth when other teams that you're competing are not playing. <laughs> United are not playing. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, yeah. and Spurs are not playing. So, you know, of course, yeah. you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna keep climbing up. So... It's it's just yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's it's a tough one to call but I think you can't look past Liverpool beating Spurs. Yeah. At, at this point in time, the way the way the way things are, I, I don't see us losing. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I think we can get the all three points tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, quite confident in that. Um, I don't see us. And look, and for the past couple of seasons now, we've had the better of Spurs. So I think we'll be able to get all three points tomorrow. Um, I don't yeah. see us. I'm hoping that we don't drop, drop points tomorrow, uh, especially yeah. with now with this run of games going into to the thing. A, a question I know we didn't touch on it last week, and I was very, very keen to see the results, and I was hoping the game actually wins. About was you're playing Brentford, and you're going to be away or Brentford at home. Um, I, think, I, was, I think I think we we we've had a good postponement. We've got a very, very good postponement because. Watching the Norwich game, you could see that the ideas and his tactics, like um, what Clinton's alluding to, yeah, was they're not quite there yet, and he's got to work on it. So the more time he has with them, the better. So I think United are similar to the Spurs situation. I know for a fact it was it was published that most of the players that have been infected have not been first team players. So the core first team players um, for United should still have been training. Um, and at least, you know, Ragni talks a lot about training the minds, a lot of video analysis and a lot of letting them know what he expects. So I think this could treat United quite well. I think um, Brentford might have come a little bit too early with that high intensity. They struggle with the high intensity against uh, Norwich and Brentford are maybe a little bit, have a little bit more quality and maybe do it better as a team than Norwich. Um, so I think 100% for me, I think it's one way um, we, we benefit from it. But I watched the highlights of your game, the Norwich United game, and pretty much from the highlight package, it was pretty much a lot of Norwich highlights, um, and which I, I was shocked at because I mean, you know, you get the results, okay, fine. It was we said it was essentially a weekend of penalties that that that, that wins are you know over and above, but in the same light, um, they they were pressing and. You know, you're thinking, yeah. okay, these are the battling at the bottom. Yeah. And it shocked players, it shocked, it shocked United, it shocked Ragni because he he expected them, 
see those sisters lay down and take it. Yeah. They would lay down, park the bus, play a low block. Instead, they took the game up and pressed United high. So you, so, so the, the ball was turning over so much so, and United never know how to control that. You know, it was only until the sec, maybe more into the second half, they started to, to control that because what they were meant to do is now start moving the ball around. So I think what they, they, they nobody wants to do in terms of winning the ball back and pressing up high. But when they were getting pressed, they don't know what he expects of them when they have the ball and when they need to keep the ball and how they need to create. Yeah. So, so everything has been, all discussion has been to date about what United do in the press. Win the ball back within 10 seconds, you need to score a goal. Or, or once you lose the ball, you're going to win it back within five seconds. That's all well and good. That's all about your transitional play. Now we're taking that towards when you've got the ball and you're creating play, what does that look like? And that's going to be a little bit longer for them to work out. And that's where the, what they struggled against Norwich with. Yeah. So that's why I said, just watching the highlights from that game, I would have been very, very interested to see because I know Brentford plays a very high-pressing game. And they certainly bring it. I mean, I know they've done it against all the top teams, and they certainly gave us a run for our marcher uh, against, you know, when they played us into a, a three-all draw. So, um, you know, especially now with the new coach and obviously think, um, you know, his ideas, you can see, and doesn't say what you're going to say. He's getting the momentum in a sense. I wonder, get you three points, and that's all you need to keep the momentum going. Uh, we've had two one wins now, uh, and they've been really uh, sketchy to say the least. Uh, but I'll take it all day because it gives me three points, it gives me a clean sheet, and it keeps us within one point away from uh, City, uh, yeah. going into what is the busiest time and still obviously up there. Shocking. We were saying in a couple, couple of weeks ago, and we all said it, the team to beat was Chelsea. Yeah. And at this point in time, it looks like the wheels are slowly but surely kind of uh, falling said, off. I always said City, but I'll take your point on that. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we came to a point, but I know you've always said City, and we always said City's got the caliber. We've always put City and Chelsea up here, but and we said that at one point, Chelsea was the team to beat because um, they were just basically demolishing everything in, in their sites. Um, so... Look. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to Chelsea in a little bit. I just want to talk to you a little bit about Liverpool and what happens next because there's a little tournament that's happening. Um, you may have, you, you may know. <laughs> you, you may know. What you're I don't know I, I'm about. sure. You, you, are you are you seeing the speculation that it might get cancelled? So I saw the speculation. So I came off the back of um, the ECA. Um, so the ECA is like the European Club Association. So they look after all the teams that play across Europe that have players, so such as Liverpool, PSG, whichever European team. And they've written to AFCON um, to make some demands in terms of what needs to happen. And some of the demands are actually quite ludicrous um, in terms of the inability for for Cameroon to, to accommodate. So, you know, they're talking about if a player's got a quarantine, um, then whatever time they're taken out, needs to be subtracted from the time they're allowed to be away so if you're allowed to be away for for three weeks and one week you got a quarantine that means that's only two weeks you can play in the tournament or something along those lines so something quite ridiculous where they're pushing for it to be closed so um the afcon have swiftly come out and said no the tournament will happen cameroon has very low cases at the moment i think they've got um i think the daily average is about 
12 um, over seven day period. So it, it's, it's rich for these European clubs to throw stones at the African continent in terms of how they're going to manage a tournament and how they can protect the players when they can't do so in, the, in, in their own European competition. You know, the, the English Premier League they cannot be throwing stones when they are struggling with it. So, so you know, for me, I actually thought it was a little bit of white supremacy in terms of, you know, we're the Europeans, we know what we're doing. Your guys are Africans. We can't trust you with our player safety. So we're going to make yeah. some demands in you. So I thought that was absolutely out of order. And let's hope this African Cup nation happens. I know why you want it to happen because you know our two our main players will be I'm out. African, uh, I'm African and it's, and it's the, yeah, African. I, it is the biggest sporting event that Africa hosts. Biggest. Um, no, so I look, uh, granted that, right? Put, put all that aside. And this is the question that I keep asking. You're talking about Cameroon having low cases of like 12 a day. That's of what we know of. And I keep asking the same question is that we're talking about the numbers rising of 20, 30,000 a day now, right? Yeah, in South Africa. That's are the people that are willingly going to be tested, right? What about the people that cannot afford to be tested? What do we know, the underlying numbers that we don't actually know that are infected? So if you're coming with a, a low stat of 12, granted, think about it. Cameroon is a poor country. How many of them can afford and say, look, I'm taking my food money for the month to go on a test that's going to tell me whether I'm positive or negative. And let's be realistic. They're not going to be offering free testing. So from a, from, from me personally, that is supporting uh, uh, English Premier League club and knowing that the man that's on fire at the moment is Salah playing for a while that he will be gone for an entire month. Uh, and where that and I'm always saying, and this is where Liverpool has always started, and I'm talking going back now, at least 30 years, is the January period. Is that we've always thrown the league away in Jan because we've had silly draws or a silly loss and we've lost the league by one point or two points course of that January period. Teams that we would never would have got three points on any given day, we end up with a draw or simply at the fact that we've thrown it. Now we lose our key players, our key players, to a tournament which for me should be played in the offseason. Uh, that doesn't affect our the most important part of the season. But, but um, isn't it played in the It is played in the offseason, right? For Africa. For Africa, exactly. So they need to they need they need to play it. They need to they play. They must play in June and July to accommodate European countries. Why they must expect European players to come and play over there for the They must use the house, the homegrown talent to play in the stupid tournament. That's my that's my true story. It's a, it's a big frustration because at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, yeah, these are my tip. Uh, see, uh, Cape, uh, those my tip at the moment has formed uh, a basis. I mean, Konate, if you watch the game, what does it? Konate and my tip will pass. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're certainly showing, you know, with, with to the extent that, uh, <laughs> that Newcastle still scored a goal against Liverpool, right? 
No, but if you, yeah. I know, Boston, I, think, like I, Thiago, I, think, I know, I know that. Uh, I'm saying. Yeah. But if you look at it, how they, they handled, and even the game before, they've been solid in the back. And, you know, I don't know what Liverpool uh, supporters are watching, but I always said, for me, as much as my team has been absolutely brilliant, going to the future, I'd love to see the lights hit Nat Phillips and Van Dijk as my sense of pity. Because he is something. So you're hearing it here first in a football fan show. Craigie G wants Joe Gomez out of the club. There's no space for Joe Gomez? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said Joe Gomez is out of the club? Why are you putting words in my mouth now? You want Ned Phillips, you want Konate, you want Matip, you want Van Dyke. Where does Joe Gomez fit in there? Yeah, bro, okay, he can be a backup for Trent when he's having a day off, whatever the case may be. He can play maybe. But he's still going to be a backup, bro. But he goes go somewhere he's going to be a starter. Look, uh, in all, I know Phillips is, is watching because they're, they're talking about there's no space for him in the club. But I'd like to, at the end of last season, it's one of the reasons why we ended up that. So um, I personally believe that he is he's, he's doing great things. And he reminds me of Reza Rada. Uh, yeah. Those you go way back, you know, he's got that sense of he, he gives it all. Uh, he's someone that's going to put his, his everything on the line. So I, I really like him, and I was hoping that he would get a bit of more first team uh, in the season. But, but it, just never know. It's really hard to break it. It's, it's so interesting because now you've got players like Gomez, and, and for United, we've got players like Phil Jones and, and, and Jesse Lingard who, who will be better off. In terms Playing of playing at a West Ham or something, yeah. Getting game time, right? But yeah. we're in a situation now where some of the agents have come out and spoken about the current environment where these big clubs do not want to let them go. They need to make sure they keep these players in the event that they have four or five mm. players out that need to quarantine. What happened just last season? And, and that's they, where they, it was called back. Yeah, that but it's more it's more prevalent now because of the COVID rules. So if if you've got four or five players out because of COVID for two weeks, you need to make sure you've got a squad. You need to now make sure they'll they'll now start doing some contingency planning to the, to extent where you'll have two sets of, t- of teams training at different times, so that if there is an outbreak in one, you've got the, the second team that can continue or or vice versa. So they'll they'll. they'll There'll be some very creative ways of ensuring that we get teams on the park. So what it does mean is teams at the bottom or teams in championship that would normally rely on loan moves, not going to happen. Big clubs are going to hold their players to make sure they've got enough to cater for whatever happens. Look, I think that's a catch we need to, uh, and I agree, and I think it's a, it's a bit of a selfish thing. Um, you, you played ball, I played ball. And as a player, you just want to play ball. Yeah. So as much as you can say, would you want to be uh, a bench warmer at United or playing regular football as starter at, say, a Brentford or uh, Southampton? That's a very simplistic example, right? So what if I say to you, I'm going to give you £100,000 a week to sit on a bench at United or you can get £10,000 a week to go and start somewhere else. How For easy me, is it? As a player. As a player now. So you can get £10,000. And you must remember you've got a short career. Once you turn 30, 31, depending on where you play, you know, you, there's no more moves for you. 
So if I'm saying to you, even if you're playing on a bench, you're getting £100,000 a week at United, if you're going to go and get guaranteed game time to play at Leeds, maybe you're getting £10,000 or £20,000 a week. As an example, right? What do you do? Um, I would want to be playing ball, bro. Yeah, but you can I say something? Who do? You got a, you got a nah, family, you got bills, you got a house, you got a car, you want a, you got a lifestyle, you want to continue to live. So if you're going to say at that young age of 25, 26, if you're going to take a pay cut of what 90% from 100,000 pounds to 10,000 pounds, you think that's an easy decision for okay. you to make? Yeah, I know you want to no, play. No, no. Yeah. Okay, look, ball, uh, that, that is a... Uh, no, 100%. And look, and do you want to be remembered as a as a full Neville of United or a regular full Neville at Everton? Regular an example. Big. Full Neville at United is laughing all the way to the bank and he's going to have a soft life That's fine. for the rest of his life. But so... so, so but, that, that needs to come into it. It needs to come into it because... Look, I, I think... I think... It is a financial decision, but I think as any footballer and anybody, uh, would you want to be known? And we spoke about people before, so do you want to be known for your your skill sets and for your playing ability, or saying, "Hey, you know what? I'll take a prime example." And as and yeah, as Sean Dundee. Can you remember Sean Dundee? Yeah. South African. Who did he play for in the Premier League? Stumped there. Who you play for? Liverpool. Underpokes for Liverpool. Do you remember when you played for Liverpool? No. Once. But did he collect his marcher? Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant player. But it was a no. Now, if you have to say to him, Sean Dundee, and here's and yes, and yes, uh Steven Pina. Steven yeah. Pina Everton. Yeah. But he I, is I, a legend, bro. I, I don't think a legend. I don't think that's a fair, fair comparison. I actually went to the same school as Sean Dundee. You have to ask me it. Uh, now, this is my point I'm trying to say to you. And I gave you the example. Yeah. I would rather be saying, you know what, Craigie G at Southampton, yeah, one of their best players, boss midfielder, whatever the case may be, <laughs> and earning my twenty, my hard-earned 20,000 pounds a month than yeah. sitting at a, a to be fair, six... But to be six, fair... I actually think Steven, Steven Pino was probably getting more money than Sean Dundee at Liverpool. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think. But why? Gonna... But remember, remember, remember something that is in your context, right? Is yeah. that they get uh, game appearances and then they get uh, you know bonuses yeah, for for gold. Even how your contract's written. So I mean, that, that, that's going to be true. But, but look, it's it's. it's, it's I agree. Look at the Clemson thing. Wasted his time at Liverpool. Is, I see, I see all these players. I see it all the time. Jesse Lingard uh, or Phil Jones, whoever is wasting your time with United, they should leave to play. It's sure. not as easy as that, especially when you're on big wages. Now let's talk about Arsenal, right? Now you've got Aubameyang, top top earner at the club. He's getting three hundred thousand yeah. pounds a week. Nobody else is going to pay that money. He is what 31, 32. He's not going to get that type of contract again. No. What does he do? Never. Does he go and play for West Ham? On a mess on for half the pay, or, or go somewhere else for half the pay. What does he? What does he see that contract out? When is his contract? Uh, when is his contract uh, ending? He's got, I think he's got at least another eighteen months on his contract. Look for his age. 
in all honesty and his current form, I would stick up my contract and get my 300k a week. <laughs> because knowing full well, he's not going to get that on any other platform. And if somebody to pay that kind of marcher, uh, at, at this point in time, it's actually, you know, he's, he's past that, that, that sell by date or he's, he's best. You know, we spoke about it, you know, there's no more Chinese league or Japanese league or whatever the case was playing okay. stupid watcher. Yeah. Um, but I, and then maybe, you know, once he's either finished that and someone's prepared to pay him 100,000 or, or 120,000 uh, a week to play football, yeah, go milk it as much as you can until you another season or two or season alone wherever the case may be and then sit and retire comfortably so yeah yeah i think it's a, it's an individual thing you know we as you know hypothetically would you where would you go yeah. i think you know our dream because i think because we supported the necessary the, the respective clubs you know you would love to say hey, there's a you know there's a Liverpool jersey with, with my name on the back and we play. all love fairy tale stories but at the end of the end of the day we watch the sport but it's a business and these players it is a business and at the end of the day you got a player like oscar from chelsea who's gone in his prime to child to to china because he's making bag loads of money you know and and there's another example of that so um you know money in the game not always a good thing but it does extend yeah but then look at look at look at the amounts of of career suicides that we've seen over the past couple of seasons i'll take a prime example and it's what has been now a talking point for the past two weeks philip coutinho Club City, stay here with us. They'll make a statue out of you. Yeah, at Liverpool. Stay yeah. with the club. We'll build a team around you. And his lifelong dream, and I'm sure any child or boy or child team has to play for to play for either Real Madrid or Barcelona. You know, uh, it's been especially the the, the uh, South American uh, players. Never so. <laughs> no, 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 no one's gonna go like, hey, look, you got those old that say, okay, I want to play for you. Now. So, granted, that that's been it. Look at Quinson Fortune. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no. He, uh, Fortune. Let's talk about Robin Van Persie. From a little boy, he dreamt about playing for United. So did Alexis Sanchez. Let's not forget those two. But anyway, I, look, I, I get your point. 100%. They came, Van Persie, he, he, I think this is where Fuggy was a genius. He knew that's how. He used that dream. He brought him in at a time when he was in his prime. He brought him up, and he got Chelsea's twentieth league title. And yeah. he was, he was, he had, he was a pivotal role. He played a pivotal role in that. So, Robert Van Persie, brilliant. Alexis yeah. Sanchez, rubbish. You know what I'm saying? But again, at the top of his game at Arsenal, and came to United and did nothing. We've yeah. seen so many players who have been brilliant players and come with this 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 so-called um and then harry cure leaves united what a player you come to liverpool and you were shit shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um it's just one of it's just one of those things bro uh I'm, my my favorite one of all time is, is andy cap uh you know and if, uh, i'll tell you off air my nickname for this hour and everybody's a laugh because I, I zoned this out when I saw him on the pitch. Uh, yeah, and uh, it irritated me, bro. Yeah. Yeah? So, yeah. Uh, at, at Newcastle, but he was in my fancy league team because he gave yeah. points every week. But when he put on a Liverpool jersey, he was rubbish. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's just one of those things. 
I think Clinton got a good point. As, as I think Liverpool fans look at Coutinho to say, "Hey, you should have stayed because you would have had a Champions League and you would have had a Premier League." But he's won the league in, in La Liga. He's won the league in Germany, and he's won the Champions League as well. So he's got these trophies in the cabinet, and he's played enough games. You know, he, he may not be the the biggest star there, but uh, he's played games. Yeah, but if you think about it, the expectation when he went over, and if you think about it, then he became like a bit of a pawn. I said, like, ah, oh, you take him. No, I don't want him. Ah, oh, you take him. I was like, you say, like, you feel like that that, that fat kid when you were playing ball in a, as as a lighty. No one wants you on their team. And then by last stretch, hey, why can you the last man standing? He's like, ah, now we must get runs on our team. You know what I'm saying? That's how you feel yeah, at the end of the day. He's a high profile. No, 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 no. It is a, it is a, it is a example. All right, all right. Uh, sorry, Mr. Coach. But what I'm saying to you, uh, 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 that's the analogy that you can put because at the end of the day, I'm, I still write for Liverpool. I think he's still one of the best in the game. But the yeah. fact that you are coming to a team like your Barcelona's and your Bayern, and now you're going out to our Joel Europa ball, um, I think this is <laughs> this is where for me it, 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 it becomes a touchy thing. And again, it goes down to individual Let's stick on career suicides, right? So you've had a right. player like Lukaku, who's gone to Chelsea and is not not finding form. So is that is, is, is this been the wrong move for him? What's happening at Chelsea? Why can't Chelsea score goals when they need them? Why can't they win these big games? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a like a almost like a mental block that's happening at the moment because they got the certainly got the quality players. Uh, they've got the uh, the players that can turn around um, on any given day and produce, and and I think that's a it's a good question because you know they uh, certainly are able to. I, I was watching uh, funny enough the, the game yesterday uh, with the Everton Chelsea game. Through uh, they had so many chances they should have given Everton pucker. Uh, and the fact that they just could not put the ball in the back of the net. But then again, everybody has that bad day at the office where you think, okay, fine, you're going to, you know, yeah. this is not working your way. So I don't yeah, know. United had a couple of bad days this season against Liverpool, yeah. against Watford, and against City, and against West Ham, and against Villarreal, and against Young Boys. I think, I think it's quite a, quite a long, long list once I start thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we do have some games on, so I think let's. let's we only let's, got about go seven that. minutes to go. Seven minutes, yeah. Um, just enough time. So it's short and short and fixture this week. We, we already spoke about the, the Spurs and Liverpool game, and I know you. What, you what's, what's your prediction on that? Uh, I gave you mine. What's I yours? So I think Spurs are at home. Um, yeah. Liverpool so you can may may not have players back. Um, Spurs are not going to win the game so I think the best they can hope for is a draw um, in my draw. view um, and I think a draw won't be the worst result in the world for Liverpool against Spurs because Spurs will take yeah. points away from other, other big teams too so um, that, that's, sure. that's when I see it um, but you got Stevie G once again delivering the goods he's playing Burnley how do you see this game? Well uh, at the at at the current form and the way they're doing and like I'm saying the only two games he's lost was against City and us and both were narrow losses um, I see I can see Stevie with the win today and they're at home today so I think he'll definitely produce the goods 
So, so I'm going so, with the Villa one. I'm just trying to think. Which are the fixtures? So the fixtures I'm looking at are not telling me which ones have been postponed. Uh, let me see if I can give you that. The United Brighton game has been postponed. Yes. We've got Villa Burnley that's happening. Southampton Brentford has been postponed. Uh, Watford Crystal Palace has been postponed. The West Ham Norwich game has been postponed. The only other game that's happening would be Leeds United versus Arsenal. And they had a very, very good against good win against West Ham. So Yeah, but look, they had a good uh, win against West Ham. I think the, the referee I mean they, they were playing well to that point anyway, but the referee yeah. helped them out. That referee they helped them out big time. That was I think the penalty decision you can see a penalty in there. But I think the yeah. second yellow card was extremely harsh. That that was yeah, that, also, killed that killed the game with competition. Uh, that gave Arsenal the, the, the three points straight away after that. So um, Leeds Leeds had a decent performance against against some some big teams. They were unlucky yeah. against very unlucky against Chelsea um, with the penalty calls. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt they could have they, they could have they could have got a draw in that game in yeah. all honesty and, um, and, and then they've gone on to lose 7-0 against Man City which was their worst performance they've ever had under Bielsa and he's called it and out. you called it uh, funny enough you said to me it was going to be a hiding <laughs> yeah, after I saw the first first five minutes of that game I, I, I said sure. to him, it was a big score because Leeds yeah. were way too open City looked like they were on form um, they were hungry in that game. There was no other result for a big score, and and I didn't want to stop. So, so um, they got they got what they were looking for, but they need to respond. So, whew, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I see. Maybe a possible draw leads Arsenal, but I mean, I think Arsenal being on the high end, and and I think we always say after team caught a puck like that, I always say, you know, the aftermath of that. The wounded could dog. Be, hey, bro. Uh, I, I'm always bound to play a team after they catch a puck like that because I think they come back and they bite you in the ass. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Yeah. So uh, I say a draw uh, for that game. At least Arsenal. I call yeah. a draw for that game. All right. All right. We got uh, Newcastle up against Man City. Whew. Man City look so good. They are. I think this is probably the best version of Man City I've seen um, under Pep. Um, you know. They're just very little weaknesses. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've been complaining about them not having a striker. And then without a striker, they score seven goals. So, you know, <laughs> I, I can't see them getting anything but a win against Newcastle. What you think? Yeah. Hey, bro. Um, look, ideally for me, I would love to see Newcastle throw at least with City. Uh, that's that's, that's from, from, from a Liverpool perspective, obviously. Yeah. Um, can they do it at home at St. James's Park? I highly doubt it. Um, the way they're playing at the moment, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, honestly, to see a City win, um, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, not just as I said, I'm hoping, I'm going to add my tour and hope at KFC later and hope for a new cost control. Uh, that's about it, um, but the way they're playing at the moment, realistically, I don't see, I don't see anything but a uh, win for City. Uh, we do have a tough game next. We got Wolves and Chelsea. Um, Chelsea 
look like they can drop more points. Uh, Wolves are yeah. Wolves are a good team. They passed the eye and 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 at home they are and like I said, so uh, when we played them, they are a tough team. Uh, but tomorrow, you so and, I think and they Chelsea's running to score. So what do you well, what you got? Um, actually, I'm. <sighs> I'm actually calling a draw for this game. I think I think Wolves I think Wolves can can only match yeah, the draw. draws predicted this week, huh? Um, I, uh, I honestly I don't see more than that. Yeah. Um, I, well, well, I, a surprise surprise would be a, a Wolves win, but just currently at the moment I just think Wolves can 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 take points or chances, but. Right. Which I'm hoping for, because now I mean, obviously they they with the draw on Thursday night, they're now three points behind us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you happy with? Um, so we, we, this is all the time we got left. Um, I will just let me finish off quickly with the the Champions League draw. There was a debacle that happened there. Oh, um, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about yeah. it. But are you happy with Inter? I know you were probably oh dancing. yeah dancing on the no stadium. no no when you got um, um, uh, Leipzig Leipzig oh, was it Leipzig um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leipzig Leipzig are in um, are in Europa um, no um, what you got oh we got Leipzig oh, oh, it's, 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 the other, it's the other RB team um, it's, um, it's all be Leipzig huh? I'm sure we got them in the first the first draw Red Bull, Red Bull. Sure was. Ah, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't uh, matter. Uh, uh, now let me ask you the question, right? As a United fan, when you got PSG in the draw, and then now you got redrawn, uh, who you got now? You got Atletico Madrid, right? Which do you feel was the better draw? Draw one or draw two? Because I think you'll screw either way. That's my personal opinion. I think a little it's bit of No, look, I actually think um, I, I wasn't scared of of um, PSG in their current form, but I also do think that come February they could be flying, and in, in that case, sure. it could be they got the potential to be the best team in Europe um, and beat anybody on their day. So I don't think Atletico is good, and I actually think Ronaldo loves scoring against them. So. I'm, I'm much happier with that Letty um, um, draw. Liverpool show they weren't that good. Um, did Liverpool play? Yeah. Um, uh, we, we won our last game. Remember we played the Lysis? You all played the Letty, Cole, and, and you all showed that they, they're not much. Uh, um, so. Yeah, well, then, yeah, we, we beat everybody, so it didn't really make a difference, you know what I'm saying, with the first yeah. or the second team. Yeah. Well, look, I think I think by February you'll have a different United because you've got you'll have Ragnix United, and I think United will go through. Oh, 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 oh I like it. I I love your confidence because generally <laughs> nine out of ten times it backfires. <laughs> so uh, it's like <laughs> I I yeah. love it when you when you, and, when, you when you say that. <laughs> and it is RB Salzburg. Oh, Salzburg. Okay. That's who you had initially. Yeah. So I think that was the easier draw. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a, a easy draw. But hey, I will take I'll take I'll take uh I'll take uh okay. inter any day. Yeah. That is all, all our time. We got Carl Ali waiting to come next day you. Um, cool man. Yeah. I'm back Stay on the uh, run. I'll I'll chat to you after the thing, but we'll guys have if we don't see you next week, have a fantastic and a basic Christmas. 
And uh, yeah, from all of us here on the Football Fan Show, and thank you for joining us. Uh, and and we only had two unreasonable fans today, but we will definitely. Yeah, let's hope all your teams win except Liverpool, right? That's <laughs> uh, in two rad style. <laughs> <laughs> at least they don't drop points. At least they don't drop points this weekend, so you're safe. <laughs> another another week, no drop points. We we are good for.